Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking, where I'll be talking with Emily Fine, the COO and Director of Girl Experience for the Girl Scouts of Northeast Ohio, about 21st century skills for success. What do our kids need to be successful in the 21st century? That's what we're going to be talking about today. This episode is sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. I want to welcome Emily Fine to the show. Emily is the Chief Operating Officer and Director of Girl Experience for Girl Scouts of Northeast Ohio. Prior to joining the Girl Scouts of Northeast Ohio, Emily served as Manager of Camps, Classes, and Outreach at Great Lakes Science Center in Cleveland and Head of Youth and Family Programs at the Rochester Museum and Science Center in Rochester, New York. Emily received her bachelor's degree in biology and American history from the University of Rochester and completed her master's degree in educational leadership at Bank Street College of Education in New York, New York. She is currently pursuing a doctorate in cultural foundations of education at Kent State University. Emily lives with her husband and two daughters. So welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Miriam. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm really glad to have you here. And I was really excited as we spoke um, earlier because everything that you want to talk about and that we're going to talk about today is just really right up my alley, just with my background in education. And I've worked with um, kids, you know, elementary through college for over 25 years. So I really, you know, am into, into all this stuff and what does it take for them to be successful. And I think that's something parents are interested in hearing as well. And not only what does it take, but I know you have some ideas and some tools to, to get them there. What are some things that as parents, you can do to help them. Right. So I think what we'll do is maybe talk a little bit about what 21st century skills are and why they're important. And then I can give a couple examples of, you know, how we do that in our everyday life and some tips for parents on things that they can do every day to help guide their children and really help develop and grow those skills. Perfect. Perfect. And I know um, you have, you want to talk about the four C's, right? So we can maybe start there. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, what 21st century skills are first, right? So they're really a broad set of skills that um, help prepare kids for um, a future that we don't even know yet. So thinking about, um, you know, what will they need to prepare in college or what will they need for a future job? So it's not something maybe that's tangible today, but in a way we're teaching kids how to learn um, and how to look look at information, to validate the information and how to apply it. Um, so it's a it's more process-based than content-based. Yeah. And as we know, things are changing so quickly. So quickly. And so like you said, it's, it's getting them ready for what we don't even know exactly. It sounds weird, but that is what needs to happen. Right, right. And so um, you mentioned the four C's earlier. So um, the four C's um, that are pretty widely regarded for as far as 21st century skills are um, critical thinking, collaboration, communication, and creativity. Okay. All right. (laughs) So let's maybe just break them down a little bit. Great. So um, I guess let's start maybe with critical thinking. So um, when I think about critical thinking in Girl Scouts, um, we think about ways for girls to try new things, to get some information, to learn how to analyze it quickly, right? And then to um, think about new and creative ways of approaching a problem. So um, one of the things that we do in our Think Like an Engineering program is we provide girls with more of a problem to solve, right? And we don't give them an idea 
idea on how to solve the problem. So we might do an activity um, in the engineering program that will say to the kids, you know, we have a group of Girl Scouts over on this side of the ravine, and you have to figure out how to get them out of a situation across the ravine, right? Oh, yeah. I always remember these. You, like, get someone on your back. You carry right. someone, all these kind of things. <laughs> the teamwork yeah, aspect. Exactly. Yeah. And, and a lot of times people or adults will think, build a bridge, right? And sometimes kids don't think that way, right? And we allow them, we don't tell them you have to build a bridge, right? We say you have to get everyone across the ravine. And so allowing them to think about different possibilities and ways to solve that problem and practice that skill is fun, um, but it's also that good learning experience. So they might build a zip line or they might make a hot air balloon or a set of stairs, you know, (laughs) Or, um, or they might build a bridge. And those are all valid ways to solve that problem. And it teaches them that there's just not one way to think about something or one way to solve a problem. Right. And I think I want to mention, I meant to point this out before we started. I forgot, of course, but um, we're, we're kind of talking, you know, maybe like on the girl side of things because you're with the Girl Scouts and all that, but really what we're talking about doesn't apply just to girls. Right. You know, we'll probably reference, you'll reference, you know, like that because your, your work is with the girls and the Girl Scouts, but these are not just girl specific. Right. 21st know? century skills yeah. are not proprietary to Girl Scouts. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking that because we talked about that earlier, you know, kind of like on the girl side, and then it kind of switched a little to just, it's broad. It, these are 21st century skills, you know, for kids. And I like that um, critical thinking one and, and the example that you gave. And, you know, what I was thinking when I was talking about that and looking over the stuff is just, you know, as parents, I think, and I, I tend to, you know, because it comes from a good place, you want to jump in and solve it for them because you don't, it's hard to see them, you know, you don't want your kid to struggle or suffer or whatever right. it may be. So we tend to, but I think that's really key as a parent not to do that right away. It doesn't mean, you know, you have to know when that's appropriate, but not to jump in right away, whatever it might be, let them try to figure out how to solve that or give them some clues. You know, like my kids, if there's an issue or maybe it's even social or something like that, instead of me saying, well, you should tell them X, Y, Z, you know, I kind of like, well, you know, what do you think? What are some ideas or how how could you, or if they maybe, maybe they made a mistake, how could you have solved that better? Right. What would you do next Mm -hmm. time? So questions like that. And, and that I'd say is a big tip for parents, right? So ask probing questions and ask open-ended questions so that, um, meaning like not a yes or a no answer or a right or a wrong answer, but ask what could you have done differently or what would you do next time as ways to challenge the kids to think differently about that problem that they're trying to solve. Um, one of the tips that we use sometimes, even with adults is to ask, it's called asking five whys. So you can reverse that four-year-old, you know, (laughs) And they say, why, why, why? <laughs> it's your turn, you know, to flip that when they get a little older and say, well, why did that happen? And why do you think that? And uh, why did it work that way? And, and what would you do differently? Or um, So there's ways, again, to, to dig deeper and challenge a kid to think differently. Yeah, I like that. And one other thing you mentioned about or we have about is providing opposing points of view. I think that's important, you know, in that problem solving and that, well, that critical thinking, you know, maybe they're looking at it and I'll try to do that, you know, with my kids, you know, let's look at it from this teacher's point of view. That's let's right. look at it, how, how they're seeing things. Let's look at it from this other, this friend or whatever the situation is. And it really, really makes a big difference. You know, my daughter was like, oh, uh, you know, I think this teacher, you know, doesn't, doesn't really like me anymore. You know how that, you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. And I said, I'm certain that's not the case. And, and, you know, actually I've heard quite the opposite from this teacher, you know, about you, but no, I don't think so. You know, cause I, I talk a lot in there and everything like that, you know? And I said, well, let's look at it from this teacher's point of view. 
this, you know, this person has, you know, 25 or plus kids in there, you know, so it probably would get a little irritating, you know what I mean? Even because you're talking the entire time and um, anyone that went to school with me is cracking up right now. So like you didn't <laughs> shut up, but, um, but you know what I mean? I just said, you know what, why don't you try to look at it from the teacher's point of view right? and maybe give them a break a little bit, you know? And it was like, I saw kind of a little light bulb go off on, you know, in, in her head. And she was like, Oh yeah, that kind of makes sense, you know, if everybody, and, you know, I asked her the other day, like, Hey, how's it going with there? And she's like, really good. And she started saying nice things about this teacher, you know? So I think that she tried to do, I said, did you kind of do what we talked about? And she goes, yeah. So, you know, just to, just to take one second and think about and the other point of view. Realize that teachers are people too sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important to remember for parents that are listening that that is a more like difficult or advanced skill, right? That takes developmentally. Right. Kids and have this to is be my able... older. She's 15. Exactly. So, so, so it's, it's, a, that is a hard thing to learn how to do and you have to have some life experience to be able to do that. So, you know, I wouldn't expect your two or three year old to be able to do that, but a 15 year old, absolutely. And so, um, just keeping in mind, you know, what, what might be what your child is capable right. of and talking yeah. about, I think just having those conversations about other people's, you know, viewpoints and how they may see things just in general, as your kids are growing up, you know, will help them. It won't be this weird concept to them. Right. You know, having that empathy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And using right. your imagination in a way, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so then what was the next one? So we talked about critical thinking. Let's talk about collaboration. Um, and so that's obviously skills like leadership, flexibility, um, responsibility, being able to provide constructive feedback, right? So um, a lot of jobs in the future and even today really require us to work in a team. Um, I, I can't think of many projects that I do on my own anymore. And so um, having those skills where you're able to work with others is really important uh, for, for future success. So, even if you don't really, you know, if you're not a huge fan, of everybody on your team, you know, and they may not be a huge fan of you, but you have to figure out how to how make, make it, it work. work. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. How to yep, make it work. Exactly. So, um, you know, from a, from a Girl Scout perspective, we have, um, for example, um, we have robotics teams and our robotics teams, while the girls are learning things like coding and how to design a robot, some of the skills we're really working on is how to decide as a team, you know, how you're going to build your robot or how you're going to solve that challenge, right? So those real world experiences where they're um, kind of in a way forced to advocate for their idea or communicate the logic that they think, uh, you know, why the team should go that way and to give a concession sometimes to, to try something and see that my idea maybe didn't work and someone has a better idea. Those are all those real life right. experiences. It doesn't always it doesn't have to always be your idea. That's right. And maybe you maybe your idea is truly better, but let's let's let someone else have an idea also. You know, you always see in the group somebody's always, you know, someone always takes charge and that's just that's a normal exactly. group, you know. <laughs> right, right. And then but then it's sometimes like too much where and then somebody who's just more reserved. Maybe they have these great ideas and they're just like, oh, I'm just going to let this person, you know, do everything. I'm not going to share my idea or they're going to get shot down so they don't share it. So, right. And also that has to do with, which I think is an important skill, you know, reading people. Exactly. You know, reading reading the people you're working with. And knowing yourself. So as mm-hmm. you get a little bit older, you know, for older kids developing and understanding that, wow, I'm, I'm the natural leader that tends to jump in right away and I should probably let someone else yeah. have a turn. And for those youth that are maybe a little bit more shy or reserved to know that about themselves and say, well, this is my opportunity. I really need to speak up here. Right. And, and some of that comes through experience, I think. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things I wrote down, like, of my own little um, 21st century skills, um, that I've, I wrote down self-awareness. So it's funny that you just mentioned it just because I think that is really important for kids to learn. And, again, that comes with time and maturity. But, you know, I know a lot of adults that don't really have that. So I think that, like you just mentioned, that self-awareness. So I know for myself that I do tend to take over. <laughs> and so I will tell myself, you know, like if I'm in a new situation or just, it, I don't have to be in charge of everything. So I'm just going to like sit back and, you know, let these, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be really. the follower today. Yeah, I'm going to be the follower today. And I'm going to like just kind of sit back and let somebody else or I'm not going to just jump in with my ideas because I'm. Gonna, it's fine to let other people do that. And I need to maybe sit back and learn from someone else. Right. Yeah. And they, and again, it goes back to that perspective too, right? So someone else might have a different way to, to solve the problem or lead the activity and it's not necessarily wrong. It's totally fine. Um, it, you might do it differently, but it's still, it's still happening and yeah. moving along. It doesn't make it better. Right. It's just different. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. 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 So I like that. I like all of that. Like I said, I think we're together on that, like that self-awareness and it's hard sometimes because sometimes it's hard for us to admit you know, it might not always be pretty, you know, as something about ourselves. And so we don't want to admit it, but that's part of being self-aware. Yeah, I tend to do this or whatever, so I have to work on that. Right, exactly. And I, I have a, another example that we think about. And um, when we take kids outdoors, we have these challenge courses and we put, put girls on teams. And sometimes we see that there is a girl that's a natural leader and we can find a way to kind of, um, I guess for lack of a better word, ha- handicap them. And so we'll say you know what, a magic spell has just been cast and you, Miriam, as the leader who's been talking a lot, um, you can no longer speak. Oh, I quit. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes that is hard. It's hard, you know, to see like a junior high student kind of struggle through that, you know, but then what it does is it it gives an opportunity for another girl to take the lead. I'm sure there are some girls that would be happy then. They're like, oh, good. She has to shut up now. And now I can say. That's right. I get a turn. I get a turn. So I think that's great that you do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that then, like I said, the, the one that isn't able to talk probably maybe can realize, hey, it worked out great, and I didn't say anything. Right. I don't always have to talk. Or Susie Q over here, she actually had some really good ideas. You know? And I should listen to her yeah, next time. Exactly. And you kind of see as you work through the challenges with the girls, you do see that team start to evolve and develop, and that sense of trust um, starts to build. And you see different girls kind of rise as leaders in certain situations. Mm. So it's How can nice. parents kind of foster that do you think yeah so bit? i think that um you can really know your child and so if you know that your child is typically the leader right to encourage them to um ask others what they think to encourage them to include others in the conversation is is good and then for those kids that might be a little bit more shy to provide some opportunity for them where they can maybe start to speak up a little bit and um you know one of the tips that we have is is even in the safety of your home first and then with close family and friends and then and then beyond the walls of of that community right so we call that progression in girl scout world but um just just allowing these little um, steps along the way so that your child is challenged but not ever pushed too far outside of their comfort zone. I like that, um, like baby stuff. You know, exactly. And then, right, once they're yeah. comfortable with their family, then you can move on a little bit and a little bit more. Right. And like shoving them right out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like sink or swim, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and so, you know, one of the ideas that we have is just have a family board night, right? Or a family board game night and, um, you know, set up teams one night, right? 
right? So they start to learn how to make decisions collaboratively with just family and friends. And then when they're put in a situation at school where they have to work on a team, they already have some of that experience in a in a safe environment. That's good. Yeah. And I've seen that even with my own kids, you know, when they were younger, especially, and still sometimes now, you know, we play, we do play a lot of board games. And so, you know, I won't say which one, one of my kids, you know, (laughs) tends to, it's, this is the way it has to be done and doesn't listen, you know, so we really work on that, you know, with this one, like you have to listen to the other's ideas. You have to, you know, it's not always your way. And so I think that has helped. Um, because we've seen some growth in that area. So you're right. Just just simple things like that, practicing at home, like that in the safety where no one's really going to get mad. You know, right. the siblings get irritated, but it's not like... That's life. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to get, you know, there, there's not too much pressure there. So, all right, good. Um, so then, you know what? Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and then they'll be great. We'll come back and talk about our other two C's. Okay, sounds all right, great. Thanks. For the one in five children who have learning differences like dyslexia and attention deficits like ADHD... Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their potential. Serving students in grades K through 12 from more than 80 communities throughout Northeast Ohio, Lawrence School empowers students who learn differently by accepting and affirming the diverse ways they learn, supporting them through their academic journey, and motivating them to excel beyond what they would believe imaginable. The result of these approaches is that students who previously struggled in the classroom are suddenly engaged, motivated, and confident in their ability to be successful learners. Discover the many ways we are reimagining school at www.lawrenceschool.org or by calling 440-526-0717. Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. Okay, and we're back talking with Emily Fine about our 21st century skills um, for not just girls, but all kids, really, to... um, to help be successful in life. And we have the four C's. And so we talked about critical thinking and collaboration. And so let's talk about the next one. Okay. So the next uh, two that we're going to talk about are communication and creativity. So, um, For communication, you want to make sure that you're developing kids that have effective listening skills, that they can deliver oral presentations, that they can use digital media to communicate, which is uh, really important, I think, in our global uh, world that we're moving into or that we are in. Um, Engaging in conversations and discussions and being able to communicate with people who are different from you. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I thought about that. And I think of communication. I thought of all those things, but I didn't think of, you know, someone that's different from you. And that's something they definitely need to. And a lot of times I think kids and even adults, if there's someone different, you just maybe avoid communicating with them because you don't, you feel uncomfortable. Um, so right to learn how to do that. I think that's a great skill. Right. And that cultural context sometimes I think is important to, you know, experience. And, and, and I think that comes with age and maturity too. Right. Right. And and those experiences that kids have. So, um, so, you know, for Girl Scouts, what we do is, uh, we really, uh, again, try to have kids work collaboratively in teams. So these things all kind of mush together at times. They're not like neat, uh, neat skills. Right. So working in teams is going to, is going to give you the opportunity to, talk to others who might be different or have different ideas and figure out how to make that work. Um, And then as girls start to think about uh, different projects that they're working on, we do what we call take action projects. And so if the girls identify a problem in their community, uh, we want them to use those critical thinking skills to figure out what they can do to solve the problem. And much of that involves communicating their thoughts and ideas with the community. And so how do they inspire and educate other people how to act? How do they 
um, develop a way to tell the story so that other people want to join in on their cause. And so um, there's different examples across the country, but one of my favorites is really simple. They were second and third graders, and these little girls wanted to ride their bikes to school. And in their neighborhood from their brownie troop, they couldn't ride their bikes to the school because there was this patch of a block that there was no sidewalk. And so because of that, their parents had to drive them to school. And they really felt that this was a problem, you know, and not a lot of people in the community noticed it, but because the second and third graders wanted to ride their bikes, it was important bikes, to them. It was they important to, to them. Exactly. Yeah. And so they created a pitch and they actually went in front of their city council and they petitioned to have this sidewalk built so they could ride their bikes to school. And when they interview, like, the councilmen and stuff like that for the town, they said it was a little intimidating to have these second and third graders here asking us, you know, this and very seriously and very professionally presenting their case, you know. And they did it. They were That's able great. to change yeah. their city, you know. And um, I think it's amazing to watch little kids like that, you know, really come forward with a great, great idea yeah, and, and, and they communicate did it so well. They came, the way they communicated it, yeah, was was awesome, you know, right. and they and it worked. So and they learned great. how their government worked yeah, and all of that's those true. things. Yeah, too. that's a great story. So. I think that communication piece is so important. Um, you know, I know students and adults, you know, kids, they just, if they have to give, you know, some kind of oral presentation, and it doesn't have to be everybody's favorite thing to do, you know what I mean? But like, I mean, I don't know, when I was in school, I was volunteered to go first. I love doing it. Plus, I'm like, I always tell my kids, go first, and then you're done with it. Yeah, you know, you can sit back and like, and relax, you set the pace. You, yeah, you sit back. <laughs> And then, you know, you don't have to worry about it the whole time. But, you know, I just think there are a lot of people that don't have that skill or, or just, especially now with the technology, eye contact, you know, kind of mumbling. They, they're, a, lot of, a lot of kids are just really uncomfortable communicating unless it's in front of a screen. They don't, they don't even really call anymore each other. You know, it's all texting or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. And so the idea of like, I should go up and talk to this person, you know, face to face or actually call them is, is kind of hard for a lot of kids. And it's not even their fault. It's just how they've grown up, you know? So I've always tried to, you know, you order your own at a restaurant, exactly. you, know, you look at the server That's a great with eye contact and not mm -hmm. mumbling with the menu in front of your face. You know, you have to do it yourself and really always encourage our kids to, if you have a problem with a teacher or coach, you know, you talk to them first, you know, face to face, or even if you send an email, it's from you. And then I, we, we would step in if we need to, which that doesn't really, you know, happen, but you know, you kind of handle it. You had that communication. Um, and those are important skills because when they start to go to college or, you know, have their own job, they have to be able to advocate for themselves and have those conversations that are sometimes difficult to have, you know? And so if you have, um, practice on some of those things that are a little bit smaller it definitely helps as you yeah. as you get older for yeah. the more um i guess high risk or or more <laughs> right right <laughs> high right. value conversation you know <laughs> right so i guess maybe you know for parents it's and some kids you know if your kid is just a more of an you know introvert it's not, I'm not saying force them to be an extrovert. You know what I mean? They are who they are and that's okay. You know, it takes, we need all kinds, you know, so, exactly. but, um, just so that they don't feel so uncomfortable or nervous doing that, because I know a lot of kids that do, you know, are trying to approach a, a teacher or just even ordering at a restaurant. Oh, you do it for me. I don't want to do it. Right. And those are great ways to practice because again, um, if you have trouble ordering a cheeseburger, you know, it's really okay. You know, the waitress right. is going to be, oh, okay, nothing's yeah. going to happen, mm -hmm. right? And that's that's why I think that's a good step. And and that's, again, similar to what we talked about with collaboration. I think those um, those small steps really do mean a lot um, for the, for the long-term future. So giving those opportunities um, 
at the restaurant um, to have those small wins. And then you feel uh, more confident asking. Right. And, and, talking. and I think just some of it is just, you know, as parents, maybe just don't think about it. You know, like, oh, I'll just order. They'll have this. They'll have this. Or just different things. Or I'll ask the teacher about that. You can just kind of do it because it's just easier. You it's don't faster, think about it. It's right. faster. Or you think you're helping and all that. You know, so it's not... And then maybe it comes to a point where then they have never really done any of that. So then they don't feel comfortable with it. So right. maybe just trying all along as right. much as they can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a great tip for parents. The other thing that we um, often coach our leaders to do or our volunteers is to find a way that, that really does connect with the child. So if if they're really uncomfortable doing an oral presentation, it doesn't have to be a PowerPoint and a presentation, right? Can it be a podcast? Can it be um, a scrapbook, right? What is the way that they want to tell the story? Um, and there are different ways that they can engage and, and do that. Um, and, you know, as much as we can, there's this balance, I think, with technology. But one of the skills that kids will need to know and do need to know is how to use new technology. I'm amazed at my, my two-year-old thinks the phone is FaceTime. She doesn't understand that originally it was just right. used to talk. It wasn't like that. Yeah. And, and your two-year-old probably knows how to use that thing I know, every which way. Yeah. 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 To talk to grandma, right? That's what we do. Um, and so it's, it's definitely a changing world and it's changing so fast. Um, and so teaching those kids how to communicate using new and different technology um, is, a, is a great skill for them to have too. Good. All right. So then our the last C is creativity. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was trying to think about some really creative things that our girls have done. And I think some of them, again, go back to this idea of community service and solving problems in the world. And um, we try to provide a whole bunch of different ways for them to learn about the world and then um, to identify those problems and use those skills then to solve the problem. And um, a couple of years ago, we had a girl that worked on her gold award project, and that's the highest award in Girl Scouting. And she uh, was working with Hattie Larlam, and when she was there, she noticed that families had difficulty um, eating outside at the picnic tables um, with family members that were in wheelchairs. And so she worked to design this picnic table, and it, it was able, you were able to pull a wheelchair up to the picnic table so the families could actually eat a meal together at the same table outside. And what was really incredible about it is that she wanted this design to be available for everyone. So she applied for a patent. Um, and she got a patent pending. Um, How old was she? She was in high school. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So yeah. she got patent pending so that nobody could take her design and charge people for it. And she worked with Home Depot. She was able to put the plans up online as part of their free their free um, designs. And so using her creative ability, you know, she was able to impact people around the country and probably even around the globe. Yeah, that's amazing. By, by providing a way for them to solve a problem that they had, you know, for, for their family. So... Um, it's just a really interesting way. I think that she was so creative in the way that she looked at the problem. Um, and she was creative in the way that she shared how yeah, to like solve how the she problem. executed it. You know, she really, yeah, showed that creativity. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot with students now, um, you know, they want, just tell me exactly how to do this and I'll do it. Just tell me exactly what to do and I'll do it. And it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be, you know, hundred percent. And, but I have to know exactly how to do it. And so I try to do some, a lot of things that it's not that way. You know, here are some guidelines. Here are some things I'm going to look for. That's but right. other than that, you have that creative license. And a lot of kids love it and run with it. And a lot of kids are like, oh, no, 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 no. Just tell me, you know. And I'm like, no. And, and there is no right or wrong. So you have that freedom. Just do whatever it is. And so but a lot of times they struggle with that. 
They do. And it kind of, that goes back to the creative thinking right. piece, right? And some of those open design challenges. And I think, you know, we talk about like that American uh, character of in- invention and innovation, right? And these are the things that really propel our entrepreneurs in this country. And so um, being able to think creatively is an important skill um, for the future. So they can design the next technology, the things that we can't even imagine right, right now right. And, and have no fear doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so I just kind of forced them to do that. And then whatever it is that they come up, of course, I don't, you know, it's all, it's wonderful because I focus on the fact that they tried it, you know, right. even if it wasn't, even if I it technically, you know, isn't it, it is wonderful because they got out of their comfort zone and they tried it. So I think you right. know, even as a parent, things like that, you know, just, just like it may not be how you would do certain things, but if they're being creative, if they're thinking of their own way to do it, maybe don't shoot it down, not in a bad way, but you know what I mean? Like kind of like, oh, let me fix this for you or it should be this way or you should yeah. color it. It has to be painted exactly like this or, you know, things like that. It's it's great how you did it. It is you, great. You and you can say, you know, and again, going back to those tips with the questions, like, so, well, how do you think you could make it better? Or what do you think you could do to adjust it? You know? Yeah, like um, why did you do it this way? Why did way, you maybe? make it that Tell way? Why yeah, you did it what that were you way? thinking? Those are all good ways to kind of get them to maybe, you know, if they're frustrated that it's not working or it isn't the way that it's supposed to be whatever that is um to ask them some of those questions mm-hmm. again to get them to to think about it a yeah. little differently and some of my kids my kids when they were younger some of their favorite things to do were just like things with no like I would put out like toothpicks and marshmallows and just things like that yeah. and then it was like there isn't like an exact what you have to do you just do whatever you want and they would love that kind of stuff just kind of get them to be creative and like it's not like it has to be followed the directions you know first you do this and that you just right. do it however you want you know one of, of the favorite activities that when I worked you mentioned I worked at the science museum we had recyclables is what they were called and we would literally bring in our, our recycle our toilet paper tubes and our yes, yogurt I have cups a huge and- bin of that in the basement they do <laughs> yeah, these creations yeah with these recyclables. That's so funny. Yeah. And I, yeah. I learned really quickly to never ask, well, what is it? Because <laughs> then they would be hurt, you know, yeah, like, like how, you do you, tell. how can this you not tell? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I learned to say, so tell me about it. Right, right. That's cool, though. Just like, again, that free form, just letting them, so maybe as parents, just do that. Like, get your bin of recyclables, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing right. when they're younger. Um, and then even as, when they get older, I'm thinking of, like, even just technology stuff, you know, just be creative with it. Right, right. Allowing them to make a video, allowing them to make a podcast, allowing mm-hmm. them to have a scrapbook for the, for their year of school or whatever it is, that those are ways that they can um, tell a story and share about themselves. Yeah. And I added, I added a C. <laughs> I was trying to keep with the C <laughs> theme. And I, I said confidence, but you know, as we're talking and as I'm looking at these four C's, I think that will build confidence. So if they are, you know, if they're able to be critical thinkers and and communicate and collaborate well and, and, you know, have creativity, then that's going to just foster their confidence level. Exactly, exactly. So it ties and, in. you know, again, tying it back to Girl Scouts, for me, we call it everyday leadership. And so what are the things that girls are doing today, those simple things that push them out of their comfort zone um, that really help build their confidence for the future um, and give them the skills that, that they need to, to be successful adults? 
Yeah. Well, thank you, Emily. It was so great having you. I think this was really valuable information. Um, definitely great reminders, great tips for parents and for kids, not only girls, but boys as well. Um, how do how do we find you if, if people want to get in contact with you or find out more information about the Girl Scouts in Northeast Ohio or anywhere? How can they do that? Sure thing. So the best way is probably to take a look on our website, which is the website for Girl Scouts of Northeast Ohio. It's www.gsneo.org. All right. Well, thank you so much. And you're doing wonderful things um, for the girls. And so we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for being here. Thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. Discover more at lawrenceschool.org. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email any comments or suggestions to podcast at northeastohioparent.com. 